It's 2019. This is the last Sunday of the decade. Wow. You stop to think about that for a second? That's deep. That's deep. Let's pray together. We thank you, great God, for who you are and for what you do for us. You are the God of the do-over. You are a God of new beginnings. Speak to us this day through your servant and through your word. Your word is alive and active. May it come alive and set our hearts on fire and prompt us to action. And it's this we pray in Jesus' precious name. God's people saying, amen. So next to Christmas and Easter and summer, uh, this is my favorite time of the year. <laughs> now, Christmas and Easter have to do with Jesus, the birth, life, death, resurrection of Jesus, uh, and I love me some Jesus. Uh, summer is just like Christmas every day because I get to go uh, to the beach. I get to go surfing. Thank you. I get to go paddleboarding now that I'm older. I get to go paddleboarding, right? I get to ride my motorcycle without so much gear on it. So I can do whatever I want in the summer with boy shorts on. So that's awesome. Uh, so, and it's, and it's summer pretty much all year round here, except for like two weeks, right? We have like two weeks of winter. And in that time, ladies get to pull your boots out you get to wear your boots. You get to wear your little sweaters and your scarves, right, for about two weeks. Dudes, we get to wear leather jackets, right? We get to wear leather pants. Anybody got leather pants? Just me? Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a different sermon for a different time. Yeah. <laughs> I like the new year because just three days after the new year is my birthday. Oh. I know, right? That number keeps getting higher and higher. And then just right after that, we'll hop on a cruise ship and go cruising. Cruising to the Caribbean, man. For a much-needed, long-anticipated uh, anniversary cruise. Thank you. Thank you. My wife has put up with me for 32 years. 32 years. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. Which will happen on the 9th. And then on the, before that, on the 7th, will be Alex's birthday. And then it's Alicia, that new girl that came into our life, right? It's her birthday on the 23rd. So a lot of stuff happens at the beginning of the year. So after Christmas and Easter and summer, uh, this is my favorite time of the year. <laughs> it's my favorite time of the year because it's the end of the year. And I like to reflect on the end of the year and all the stuff that I did that I don't wanna do again. <laughs> I contemplate the last year and I assess what I have messed up and where I need to improve. And I get the chance to have a do-over. And I look at January the 1st 
and the beginning of the year is the opportunity to have a fresh start, to have a clean slate, to have a new beginning, to have a do-over. I, I used to love playing video games with my sons, even though they were much better than I was. And now I get to play Mario Kart with three-year-old Elijah, who is still much better than I am. I don't get to play video games very often, but when I do, the thing that I love about video games is that when you make a mistake, you just get another shot. You just get another life. You get to have a do-over. Wouldn't that be great if you had a button that was a do-over button and all you had to do was press that? That'd be great, wouldn't it? How about resolutions? Anybody made any resolutions for the new year? Nobody? Yeah. I know you have. I know you have. I have learned in my almost 54 years not to make resolutions. I have learned from experience that if I don't break them or if I don't make them, I don't break them. Right? There you go. Instead, I ask God to help me have a do-over and do better the things that I messed up in the last year. I don't make a a resolution to do it. I ask him for and rely on his strength and his focus to do it. But sometimes I just let things that I messed up drag me down. And it leaves me feeling dry. Does anybody suffer from that? You messed up. And you think that that's it, and it just leaves you feeling dry. And you look around, and all you see is desert. And you ask God, Lord, how did I get here? And how do I get out of here? I am so dry. My soul is just dry. And I feel like I'm going to shrivel up and blow away. And I love the Isaiah scripture that Miss Charlotte read Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. May God add a, re- add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Now the context of the scripture was written to the Israelites and how God was going to make a way for them to return to their land. They were going to have to cross a desert and there was not enough water. And God was going to provide for them so that they could have a do-over. Now we can apply that to our lives today. And Isaiah brings this message to us from God. It's in quotation marks in your Bible because it's from the lips of the great I am, from Yahweh, from Jehovah. And before we can move on and have a do-over in our lives, we have to forget the former things. We have to forget the things of the past. And of course, you want to forget the things of the past that were bad, right? You want to forget all about that. You want to forget about the things that make you cringe when you think about it. Oh, I can't believe that I said that. I can't believe 
that I did that. And we have to ask for forgiveness for the wrong that we have caused. And we have to give forgiveness for the things done to us. And we also have to forget the good things that God has done. <gasps> did he just say that? Did he say we have to forget the good things that God has done? But before you start throwing stuff at me, and before you start walking out the door, let me explain myself. Now, God is not telling you to just forget all the good stuff that he has done. He is telling you to have a relative forgetting. Now, God has done some really great things. Now, if you back up a little in 43 and you read how you know, God is, he created the heavens and the earth and he got the Israelites out of Egypt, the exodus of Egypt. And they've been delivered out of bondage and slavery, out of the curse of oppression, out of, out of the, the, the control of the Egyptians. And God has changed the mind of a Pharaoh. And he has opened up the Red Sea. And then he closed it back up on an army, destroying that army. And that army would never come after them again. And you might be thinking, why would God want us to forget all of that good stuff? Like this stuff is miraculous. This stuff is awesome. So why would he want us to forget that stuff? And we are told by God to forget that stuff because they, the Israelites, and we are people that dwell on the past. Does anybody have things that they hold on to? Bad things that you hold on to? How about good things that you hold on to, right? We tend to hold on to the good stuff and we think that it's never going to be ever it is never ever going to be any better than it was back in the day. You remember back in the day, right? When everything was great. Yeah, everything in the past is great. Like I caught two touchdown passes in high school, you know, Uncle Rico, right? And then I, 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 jumped, a, I jumped a shark on a motorcycle in 1977. Yeah. Anybody remember that? Yeah, if you're young and you're like, what is this jumping a shark on a motorcycle? Look that up. You'll have to Google that one. <laughs> but we hold on to things. And Isaiah, he exhorts, he exhorts to us not to hold on to even the miraculous stuff because even though that you're changing the mind of a pharaoh and opening the Red Sea and closing it and destroying an army and feeding a whole nation with manna from heaven and getting water from a rock, that's, that's all good stuff. But we have to open ourselves up to God doing even greater things in our lives, in our church, in our community, in our nation, and in our world. And God is saying, hey, look, if you have set the bar here, and you think that this is all I've got, 
and that I can't do anything greater than parting a sea, well then, you need to forget all this other stuff because you haven't seen what I can do yet. And the word behold is very often used to make something exciting, fascinating, and attractive. It means, check this out. Like, oh, you thought that was cool? Opening a big sea up? Oh, you thought it was cool that I brought water out of a rock? Oh, well, stand by, because you haven't seen anything yet. Behold, check this out. See what I'm about to do. A new thing. New thing refers to things which have never been heard before. It's unprecedented, unparalleled, and it would be the first of its kind. A new thing. A new thing is a work of God. When the new work of God starts, all the old glories fade away. All the touchdown passes and the shark jumps, all that stuff goes away. A new thing means new blessings, the blessings which you will enjoy, which you will experience. They will be new to you and to others, beyond your wildest imaginations, beyond anything that you expected. Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you the great and hidden things that you have not known. And I pray that God has great things hidden for you in 2020 that you do not know, but he is just waiting to reveal to you. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's word is fresh every morning. New compassions, new mercies, new possibilities, new grace, new life, new opportunities. Even the cells of your body regenerate every day. That's good stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, you get better looking every day. Thank you, Jesus, that our sales regenerate every day. <laughs> this coming year, have a do-over. Give room for God to work a new thing in your life. And sometimes we get ahead of ourselves, though, right? We get ahead of God, and we make, uh, we make our own plans. But this year, I'm not going to give God my plans. I'm not going to give him stuff for him to approve, I'm going to hand him a blank sheet and I'm going to ask him to write his plans and his purposes and his destiny for my life. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. In other words, I need to let go and I need to let God. I need to stop my agenda and make my agenda Christ's agenda. In a word, I need to surrender and as a church, we need to surrender as well. Simple, complete surrender to Jesus will bring greater changes in the future course of your life. And he will change your life. 
if you seek after him and you really want change, he will change your life. Your existence becomes more meaningful, more purposeful, and more useful, not to you, but to others. And all you have to do is surrender. All you have to do is let go and let God. God can give you over. He will change your disgraceful things. He will change your dishonors. He will change your disappointments. He changes your thinking about yourself and about your skills and talents and your potentials. In Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing will. What we have to do to have a do-over is we have to stop our stinking thinking. I'm pretty sure I stole that from somebody, but I'm not real sure I stole that from. Stop believing what the world thinks you are and start listening to and believing the one who knows who you are. We have to believe that God is going to do something great in our lives, something greater than he has ever done before. He is going to write us a new plan. He is going to be able to give us a new life better than we can imagine. But, but, there's that but. But we have to believe that he can. If you don't believe that God can do any more than this, if you don't believe he can go here, He can give you a new mind. He can renew your mind. But that takes transformation. And that word be transformed in the Greek is metamorpho. The root of that word is morphe. And morphe has to do with an inner quality. That is your character and your nature. It's what's inside of us. God can change that. Metamorphe is the word used to describe what God's nature is like in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. It's very different from the word schema, a word that means fashion. And this is what is on the outside of us. We can go to work every day in work clothes, and then we come home and we can change into evening wear and go out. That change is an outside change. It's a superficial change. And we have to be careful that the change that we have is not just on the outside where people can see it. That needs to be a morphe. We have to be morphe, transformed on the inside. Because when we believe that God is not limited to what he has done before, the parting of a sea, 
that that is not the greatest thing that he can do. We have to believe that he can take the dry, cracked desert of our lives and send life-giving waters into it. We have to believe that he can renew us and he can morphe, transform our minds so that we will know the greatness that he has for us. We have to believe that he is going to make a way where there was no way before. And if you sell out to Christ, and I mean totally sell out to him in 2019, whether it's by first-time commitment or whether it's a rededication of your life, then watch the do-over. Watch the new thing that he will do in your life in 2020. Not only that, but watch the do-over. Watch the new thing that the Holy Spirit will do with the dry, cracked lives around you. Christ is waiting to give you a do-over so he can use you to give a do-over to other people and do a new thing in their life. And I'll leave you this morning with a word from Jesus. It was an exhortation to his disciples, and it's an exhortation to us, the church. He said, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Go in 2020, in 2020, and be great for Jesus. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen.